so sorry it's taken so long for me to get an episode out, but I'm back at it again with another one. Yes, welcome back to another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's a podcast taking a look behind the scenes of the fantasy sports industry through interviews with some of your faves in the business. In this episode, I chatted with someone you may know from Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. Yep, today's guest is Cooter Doodle, aka Amanda. Besides Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life, Cooter Doodle is also known for petite pods, articles with trophy smack, and for pouring the milk into the bowl before the cereal. I had a wonderful time talking with Cooter Doodle about why she rocks Crocs with socks, the meaning behind her name, podcasting for the first time, trash talk being her love language, the fantasy football expo FOMO, and so much more. Give Cooter Doodle a follow on Twitter at Cooter Doodle. Follow me on Twitter at DKCKSum and the podcast at GetReal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. If you haven't heard the rad news, Get Real with Casey Kasem is a finalist for the Fantasy Sports Writers Association's Best Fantasy Podcast, All Multiple Sports. This recognition means the world to me, and I thank every single one of you that listens. Thank you so much to Trophy Smack for being an affiliate of Get Real with Casey Kasem. This is a spot to check out if you're looking for fantasy football trophies, belts, rings, draft boards, and more. I have an affiliate link in the description you can check out in order to view all the rad items that they have there. Make sure to use the discount code GETREALPOD for a free ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. Note you must have both the trophy or belt plus ring in your cart for the discount to apply. And now, here's my conversation with Cooter Doodle on Get Real with Casey Kasem. The last day of this computer, I was I was supposed to have a new computer. Anyway, that's why we, so I, I no, pressed the start already, but you know, <laughs> um, so that's why we started a little late, but uh, yay, Cooter Doodle. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast Kindle was on and she was just talking you up and I was like, yes, I have to get Cooter Doodle on. So thank you for joining. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. I, I know we've kind of interacted a little bit in group chats, but we've never had the luck of kind of hanging out and talking. So this is good for me too. I'm excited. Yay. All right. Well, for people that are just tuning in and want to know how you actually got started in fantasy football, we're going to start with the easy question of when did you start playing fantasy football and how did you stumble across that? Uh, yeah. So it's kind of funny because, so my husband played and I remember at the time I was into NFL, but not like big, not across the board. I was just mostly a Saints fan and I watched him draft in his first league and I didn't quite understand what was going on. You know what I mean? And as like the, that season progressed, I would start rooting for his players and I'd start watching the games and I'm like, this is kind of fun, you know, like it made, it gave me a reason to watch other games. And so then, um, this was probably like 2014 or so. And so then I remember we had a league of friends that wanted to start. And I'm like, I've been wanting to do one because I've been watching it for a year. I was like, let's do it, you know? And then ever since then, just kind of been hooked. And that's, you brought up the Saints. So uh, mm -hmm. growing up, were you a Saints fan or did you watch sports growing up? Yeah, my mom. So my mom, if you ever met her, she's like this really polite, quiet sweet lady but when the saints come on she is like a whole nother animal she'll be cursing at the television her heart rate's going up you know what i mean so that's kind of what i grew up with was this like saints fan through my mom i can remember my first saints game i went with like one of my best friends when i was a little kid and uh him and his grandfather i think took us and it was against the 49ers which at the time i think for the saints that was a pretty big rivalry it's it's switched since then obviously but um, but yeah, that was the first Saints game I went to. I was probably like 10 or nine, went to a, at the Dome against the 49ers. So that was kind of like my first big introduction, you know, into it. 
And so that was your first game. Have you been to a lot of games there? What's your... Um, yeah. So, man, there was probably a lull. So I, I went to that one game when I was very young. My mom never took us to any Saints games, um, but we watched it on TV. And then whenever I met my husband, before we started dating, we were just really good friends. And he had um, like really nosebleed um, season tickets with his best friend. And so we slowly, like sometimes they would have games where people didn't want to buy them or they weren't going. So he would invite us. And so I started to kind of get into it when I was friends with him. Then we started dating. And then now we have, we go like maybe, I don't know, two to six games a year. It just kind of depends on, with a kid, it's a little bit harder. So, you know, we took her to her first game. We have a five-year-old and she went to her first Saints game this year and she made it through an entire first half and then fell asleep somehow in the dome. Like she had her little earphones (laughs) on and just completely crashed. I guess after all the sugar and the, you know, snacks, she was done. She slept through the second half. That's hilarious. I can just picture that. And, you know, I've been there one time and I don't know how anyone could sleep during that, but I get it. You're a right. child, but still <laughs> like it's super loud and the, it, the atmosphere in there is so great. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the whole city of New Orleans, everybody, I mean, everybody's always talking it up, but you know, firsthand how awesome it is. When you were growing up, did you also partake in sports or did you just watch sports? Um, I was actually more of like a solo sport. I didn't do a lot of team sports. I did cross country. I did tennis. I did track. So nothing that was like, you know, team oriented, I guess, necessarily. Um, So I don't know. I guess you could say I was kind of into sports, but it was very much just like doing my own thing. And that was basically me, too. So (laughs) totally, totally about that. Okay, so. Fantasy football, I'm sure a lot of people are tuning in because they want to hear more about your journey in the fantasy space and and how everything has gone the way that it's gone. So when you first got involved in fantasy football, did you ever think that you would be putting out content and doing things in the fantasy football space? No, I'm still like somebody's going to out me and kick me out of this. You know what I mean? Like I have imposter syndrome all the time about it because I honestly I got on Twitter kind of at the cusp, I'd have to check the date, but like it was in 2020. I'm pretty sure it was around the time of COVID. And, um, and yeah, I just, you know, I was at home with like a two-year-old. I was just trying to find outlets. I remember at the time we were playing video games with our friends at night. That was our social life. Cause we couldn't go out and like down here, you go out and do restaurants and you eat a lot with people and go out. And we just didn't have that access anymore. So kind of turned a little bit to, you know, Twitter. That was my first time. And I met Linda, which I know, you know, Linda, um, through a, le- a ladies league. And that's kind of how all that started. But yeah, I mean, I'm just, I've kind of had a rule that, it, you know, as long as it's fun, I'm still, I'll stay on Twitter. So there you go. And yeah. and you're brilliant on Twitter. I know a lot of people know you from your tweets and putting out that content there just as brilliant enough as it is. But when you started playing fantasy football and now you're putting out content and you're in this space, Mm-hmm. What is something that you've learned from, you know, when you first started playing to now that you've still taken with you when you're, you know, um, either putting out content or playing fantasy football, either one? Yeah, um, I guess I've kind of, I still consider myself like a consumer of content. I know that kind of sound might sound silly. Like, I don't know how people perceive me necessarily, but I first and foremost consider myself a fantasy player and a fantasy consumer of content more than like a creator of content. That for me is just fun. Um, So I guess as far as what I've learned is kind of like the cheesy stuff of like find your people, you know, that you enjoy to interact with and 
don't try to fit into the molds of like whatever you see exploding. Cause I mean, I've only been on Twitter for two years now, two or three years now, but you see like, this is the popular thing. And some people try to fit into that. And I have to assume that's draining emotionally and, you know, time-wise, I don't really know, but yeah, I mean, I just am mostly on Twitter cause it's fun. I found my group of people that I enjoy, you know, I enjoy at the end of the day, I just enjoy being in leagues and talking trash with friends, you know? And that's the, that's one of the best things. And, and when mm -hmm. I was reading your bio, little behind the scenes, skirt, skirt. I <laughs> left all my notes for this podcast at work and nice. <laughs> we had a nice day today. So I didn't go into work. So whoops. Uh, so, but I'm trying to think off the top of my head, what I was yeah. talking about. And it does say that you like to talk trash in your leagues. So do you have one specific league that you like talking trash in the most, or is it kind of spread out equally? Um, so I have a long-standing home league, the one that I started in 2014, like that our friend group started in. That's the one that it doesn't matter. I'm not leaving. Like no matter what, they can make rules that I hate. They can, we've had a few, like, um, I don't know what you call it. What do you call it? Uh, turnover. Like people just kind of turning over a little bit in some of the spots and slowly over the years, most people have stayed, but I'm never going to leave that one. So that one I talk the most trash in probably just because it's, I mean, it's people that I've been friends with since, God, I don't know, like early high school, you know what I mean? So it's like, and I don't know your experience with high school and stuff, but for me, I had moved right before ninth grade. And so that's kind of where my, as far as my childhood friends from when I was really young, I separated because I moved. So the youngest friend group that I really have is that high school group. So for me, that's kind of like my longest, I don't know, that's my good people, you know what I mean? That I kind yeah. of stick with. So that's my one league that no matter what, they can do whatever they want. They can change whatever. I could be miserable, but I'm not leaving it, you know? I do know. I know that exact feeling. So you're with Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life now, and mm -hmm. that league you've been in for a really long time. How do the people that are in that league feel when you got all of that news announced um, to you? Honestly, I don't tell a ton of people. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's weird. I don't know. I feel like I have this professional life where I'm like doing research and, and, publications for work and teaching and doing all this stuff. And then I have this silly little world where I was just making jokes and being dumb online that I just didn't ever think would go anywhere. You know what I mean? And so like a couple of them know and all, and they'll crack jokes at me because I, I lost this year in that league. And so they're like, oh my God, you're going to get fired. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> little things like that. But I mean, most people in my life honestly don't even know I have Twitter, don't know any of that stuff. Cause it's just like, I don't know. What do you say? Like, Hey, I yeah. say dumb things online, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to explain. Even like when I explain the podcast, uh, people are still like, I don't, I mean, that's cool, but like, like what not is for it? me, right? I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. Cooter Doodle is what a lot of people know you as Amanda mm -hmm. as well. Um, mm -hmm. How did Cooter Doodle, what's the origin story behind the name? Yeah. Let everybody know that. Yeah. So um, I, kind of like I said with video games, I had had an Xbox gamer tag back in the day that I really wanted to just not have numbers on it. Like I just wanted a clean, like you remember back in the day, like AIM instant messenger and everybody wanted like the perfect screen name. Yeah. I was like that kind of person. I was like, Oh, I want the perfect gamer tag. I don't want numbers. I want it to be something that could be like long lasting. And at the time there was Sarah Marshall had come out forgetting Sarah Marshall. And she says cooter. And I thought that was funny. And I used to have a cat named Snickerdoodle. And I don't know. I don't know. It just like <laughs> felt right. You know what I mean? I was like, there's yeah. no numbers. And when I typed it in, it wasn't taken. So I was like, cool. 
And then when I got on Twitter, I didn't want to use my real name. So I was like, well, of course I'll use my gamer tag. And so again, never thought people would actually listen to me or look at anything I tweeted. But <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Does anybody ever ask, like, if you could change it, would you? Or, like, if you, I mean, now it's, like, who you are. But, like, mm -hmm. people ask me, like, you're not really, like, Kasem's not really your last name. Do you ever mm -hmm. wish that you had a different handle? And I'm like, eh, every now and then. But has how do you feel about that? I mean, in Cooter Doodles, um, I mean, that's who you are. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like it because, like, at the forefront, it's silly. So I, I really don't want to ever be taken too seriously online. You know what I mean? Like I right. like it as a creative outlet and silliness. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that kind of already says like, Hey, this isn't, you know what I mean? Like this right. is kind of dumb. So, <laughs> But in, of, the, in of, the greatest like, dumb way possible. Yeah, the greatest. Yeah, it's like very flashing colors. Like, Hey, don't take anything too seriously. It's literally cooter doodle. It's not, you know what I mean? Right. So. Okay. So I want to ask about, joining Twitter and then finding the fantasy football space and finding mm -hmm. all these people that have a similar interest that you, than you do, you know, that you do. When you stumbled across th that space, what mm -hmm. was your first impression? How did you even f get immersed in that world? Yeah. Um, so, so kind of before I got on Twitter, my history with fantasy football was I had gotten into that first league and I loved it. And I won my first year, my first league, first year one. And I was like, I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm good at this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was so excited. And so I got a little cocky and I'm like, I want to commission my own league. And so I like started another league. And then as the years went on, I was commissioning like two or three and I would make like videos for my league and hype them up for our draft day. And I would make um, and in one of them, I would like send out a weekly little email to the group and we I would just kind of dog people that, that did bad or bad trades and like silly stuff. Right. But it got to a point where it was like, I was real excited, but not necessarily everybody else in the league. Yeah. So <laughs> whenever and some were, you know what I mean? But not in the same right. way. And so it kind of felt like I was the junkie of the group. Like, I'm like, aren't y'all excited like to start drafting? And they're like, it's two months away. What are you talking? You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. And so when I found Twitter and my friend Rob introduced me to him and her sports on Twitter for that ladies league, I'm like, oh, these are my people. Like there's <laughs> other DGens that are like thinking about this all the time. You know what I mean? I felt like I, I, I felt like an outsider a little bit. And then when I came to Twitter, I'm like, oh, okay, there's other people that are crazy like me that just think about this all the time. And so it felt really nice to know that there was like this little corner of the internet where everyone else is, you know, thinking about, what are they going to do in a month before they draft and not just waiting until the Sunday before, you know? No, I, I get that too. Like finding yeah. Twitter and finding that space. It's it's real awesome to just kind of had it come to me because I'd been on Twitter forever and it kind of just came to me because I'd been around for all kinds of stuff. And then I was like, oh my gosh, these people are like yeah. me. They, <laughs> they like the same stuff. I can listen to all these podcasts people are putting out. And mm -hmm. it's just great to see all this content. And you brought up COVID and, and that time and the, influx of all the content that was coming out during that mm -hmm. time and kind of finding your peeps. So um, I'm sure that during that time you were guesting and doing all kinds of things like that as well. But how did you even decide like, I'm going to jump on with a fantasy podcast or I'm going to put out some sort of content like that? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't really know that it was like a linear experience. Like it was I don't know. Like I can remember very distinctly being asked to go onto a podcast once or twice 
and saying no because I was too nervous. And I was like, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to do any of that. Like, no, thank you. I think it was Josh, Josh um, Hudstonian. I think it's his, the name that he goes by, Hudstonian. But um, oh yeah, we're not gonna talk. Josh Hudson. Yeah, yeah. But okay, the whole last episode with Faith, his name got dropped like twenty times. If he oh, finds out That's that funny. his name got dropped again, his head's going to just oh, no. shut out. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so he had he was like one of the first people like to drop my DMs. Hey, would you want to come on a podcast? And I remember in my heart, I was like, no, 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 I can't. I, I that is not for me. Like, I don't even feel comfy that people are reading my tweets. I'm just being stupid. I do not want to get on camera, you know. And then like a month or two went by and then G Min J DM'd me and I was like, Nope, same thing. I was like, mm -mm, that's not for me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, I guess he like playfully was like, come on, don't be, you can do this or whatever. And finally convinced me. And I was so nervous. And I tell him all the time. I'm like, if you unearth that first podcast, I'm probably like red in the face. I'm probably so nervous. You know what I mean? I had on I think like an ugly Christmas sweater with Russell Wilson on it. And I was just like, my internet was bad. It was terrible. And um, that's kind of how that started. Like I started slowly just going on podcasts. You know what I mean? Everybody was so nice. And I'm like, it's nice to actually put faces to people. Like even today, just seeing you and talking to you, I'm like, we've interacted probably for yeah. a year and a half now, like in chats, but like, it's nice to get to talk to people, you know? And, yes. and so it just kind of slowly turned into that. And then yeah, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. It, it feels like a fever dream sometimes because I'm like, I don't know how I'm writing for Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. I don't know. I'll keep doing it as long as they let me. You know what I mean? It's fun. And it just kind of started literally like little baby steps like that. So. Well, did you you brought up writing. Did you have any writing experience before you started doing the fantasy kind of content? Not fantasy writing for for my so I work at a university and like do research and everything. So I write more, you know, quantitative research based like publication type things. It's a totally different genre, totally different voice. And um, and so I am familiar with writing in that capacity, but not for fun, not in like a creative way. And so I'd get little snippets where I'd get to, you know what I mean? Like um, fantasy intervention, Chase, I wrote a couple things with them and then Trophy Smack, a couple things there where I do like those little mixtapes where it was always like a twist. It was kind of like, it wasn't just a number thing. I wanted it to be more of just something fun. And so that kind of let me slowly, again, just slowly get my feet wet and do a little more here and there. And so it was never just like a big dive into it. It was kind of just a little bit here, a little bit there. You know what I mean? And just kind yeah. of expanded. Yeah. And, and you've put out content that you enjoy putting content, mm -hmm. you know, the, the content that you enjoy, you put it out. And what kind of advice do you have for people that want to put out content that's kind of, they want to put themselves in, but they feel like they're stuck in a box. I, I know you basically laid it out, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess when I think about it, like, again, like I said, I feel like I'm a consumer more than anything. And when I listen to my friends on Twitter and I listen to people I feel like you can kind of always tell when someone's not having a good time or you can tell when someone doesn't like talking about what they're talking about. So for me, at least when I consume it, I'm just there when somebody's enjoying themselves, you know? So to me, if you're having a good time and you're having fun, whether you're a numbers person or you're a silly person or you're, you know what I mean? Regardless mm -hmm. of what your lane is, I feel like if you're having fun and you're genuine, that's kind of what keeps people there. Cause I know for, as a consumer, for me, that's what keeps me going, you oh, know, yeah. back to people. So I don't know. I don't know if that's advice, but that's just kind of how I look at it. No, that's a, and that's a great way of looking at it. Do you, 
what kind of content do you like to consume the most of? Is there a specific type? Yeah, I, um, I kind of like for fantasy, the stuff, the podcast where like, I don't know where like, you kind of feel like you're getting a snippet of if, if you were sitting in the room with them and just kind of spitballing with your friends and talking about football. You know what I mean? Like right. that, that feeling of like, I can go look up the numbers myself or I can go scroll and see statistics, but I like whenever I can just listen to people that you can tell have good rapport, they're just having a good time and they're talking and they may not agree and they're fighting over stuff and it's fun. And it feels like it gives me that same feeling of like when I'm sitting in the living room with my friends and we're talking about like, Oh my God, did you see what Denver did? And they got Sean Payton and all that, like just that kind of talk. That's the stuff that I personally like. But I mean, that nowadays with content, like you can almost do anything because there's going to be people that enjoy that. You know what I mean? There's so many different like avenues. Uh, yes, there are. And it, and I like to highlight that on this show too, because people think that all, you have to do just one thing and you mm -hmm. really don't, you really don't. So, I mean, even you putting out content where it started, where you were just having fun and then mm -hmm. it, it, you know, built from there. So that's really just great to see with all of that. And with, with, putting out podcasts and be, being on people's, when you guest on people's podcasts, mm -hmm. the, you can kind of feel the atmosphere with the other guests or the other hosts that you're in the room, the virtual room with. Mm -hmm. So um, when you, when you guest on other podcasts, does that kind of change maybe your cadence or the way you, you go about putting out content? Like, do you scale it back any, or are you still, you know, the, the, your same personality? Um, I would say I'm the same, like, on Twitter, I'm very much like my, I think my Twitter bio is, I'm going to forget it and I should know this. It's a <laughs> cocky and cocky, a lady in the streets, but cocky in the tweets or something like that. And cause that's what I feel like I am like talking with you. I'm just like hanging out. You know what I mean? And like yeah. on Twitter, I'll be sometimes arrogant or just like a little over the top on Twitter. Cause it's, it's kind of like, you got a little layer there. You can be a little right. more arrogant. I can, I can go out and say, you know, stuff about Brock Purdy that clearly <laughs> may not be necessarily true. And it's not that I necessarily feel it super hard in real life about it, but yeah, on podcasts, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm here for the, the friendship aspect, the social aspect. So like right now, just hanging out and talking, like if you and I were at a bar, this would be the same. I would be talking the same way. You know what I mean? Yes, I know. Uh, like the question that I just asked was like a million questions all into one. So that's exactly how I am when I'm drinking. I don't make a lot of sense. So I'm glad that you got us back on track. Um, but, you know, talking about camaraderie and, and friendships and things, mm -hmm. I mean, in the communities, just amazing because of that. When when like there's events like the expo and you have the Scott Fish Bowl and you have all these like big events with all mm -hmm. these people that enjoy this like how does how does that make you feel to see that kind of stuff out there it is nice and one thing I've, I've had FOMO for two or three years now with that expo that everyone <laughs> goes to because I never go I hate flying I just don't I don't know I as much as like I might come off at, like I'm not, I feel like more of an introvert. Like, do I really want to go around this big crowd of people who technically I don't know, like I interact with everyone. They're not strangers, but they are, you know? And so yeah. I get FOMO every August of like, should I have gone? There's so many people I would love to meet. And so I'm, I'm in that point right now. Like, do I want to go this August and meet everybody? Cause it, it never looks like it's not a great time. You know what I mean? Like, and I've only heard good stories. I hear all these people come back and they're like, everyone is exactly what you thought they would be when you meet them. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I wish I could have just gone sit and hang out with everyone and, and done like what we're doing right now, just in real life, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, it is nice to see that there's, and I know there's like pockets of negativity and 
and drama within any space, but like overall, there's just been so many good things that I've seen from the people that interact and are always online. And so it's just nice to know. And I think deep down, I'm that's kind of like the the lasting thing of like humanity, right? Like you have these pockets of negativity and it might be the louder people are, are there and negative, but at the end of the day, the majority is good and wants to do good. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's the same thing, just on a smaller scale. I like how we're talking about strangers on the internet in, in a positive <laughs> yeah. way, you know, because yeah. like, <laughs> when the internet started yeah. out, you know, we were like, don't talk to strangers on the internet. Right. So, I know. Um, but yeah, I totally, you know, people need to walk around with you and like have you on FaceTime and, and have you, if, yeah. if you don't end up showing up, like somebody, that's somebody's job, like do it. It's not a job. It's a, it's a treasured <laughs> moment. Um, have you been? Like, did you go last year? Yeah. So, okay. Well, you were talking about negative and then, you know, you haven't heard any negative stories. Well, the, I did go to, I went last year, which was like the best time of my entire life. Was it? it See, was that's what I hear from So everybody. amazing. The year before was I had a lot of shit going on, so oh. it made it really, it was bad, and and your girl drank too much, and it was just, <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson, so uh, yeah. last year was, so if you go in with, with a game plan, and you know, everybody's hydrate. super, and hydrate, exactly, and make sure that you have a babysitter if you need one. Yeah, um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's super dope, and it's really cool to be able to see so many people, like, that I didn't even know prior to to going to the expo, just meeting people and getting like their twin Twitter handle and being like, Oh, cool. You know, like mm -hmm. I'll follow you and see what your content's all about. Yeah. It was, yeah it's a super dope experience. So, yeah, I, I'm going to try to go this year. I say that every year and then I, <laughs> I chicken out last Look. minute, but I was looking at the calendar. I was like, I need to probably in the next month, just book it. So I have no excuse. You know yeah, I mean? there you go. Get no it done. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. And I brought up the Scott fishbowl too, because I know mm -hmm. that, you are, have participated in that as well. So yes. what a, uh, for some people, they don't know what the Scott Fish Bowl is. And if you don't know what it is, go listen to Scott Fish's episode. But I mean, you could, you can Google it. We're not going to get into the big details, but it's a big, giant, huge charity league. Just think awesome sauce. Um, mm -hmm. So <laughs> how, when you get that invitation to be a part of it, first of all, how many years have you done it? And then how does it feel to get invited to be a part of it? Yeah, I've done it too now. And I remember my first year on Twitter, like when those invites were going out, I would just kind of see on my timeline flooded about, you know, Scott Fishbowl, Scott Fishbowl. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I didn't know what was going on, but you could tell it was like within the the space, it was a big deal. And I was almost like nervous to ask because I didn't want to sound dumb. And finally I was like, guys, what is this that y'all talking about? You know? And um, so I missed out on it that year. And, but yeah, it's like a huge charity and Scott is just such like, like literal light of happiness and hope and sweetness. Like he's such a good person, you know? And so it's like, of course he's got this amazing thing going because he just, you can tell he just wants to do good and it makes everybody else want to be better. In my opinion, you know, everybody, you just see all these people donating all the time. And I mean, they have kids sometimes in the, in the different leagues. We had a little kid and I say little kid, her dad kind of like helped her, but it was just nice to see that too. You know what I mean? Like I just imagined how cool would that be if I was like seven, eight years old and you know, you're with your parent and you have this cool little hobby that you do together. Like that, that mm -hmm. just sounds like so much fun, you know? And so it definitely brings everyone together and yeah, I mean, you see all the the toys that they're donating and everything they're doing. So it's great. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. I always look forward to that because like, it feels like that sets off like fantasy football season. Like mm -hmm. with, when that that's going on, the draft is just, 
It's yeah. out of this world. And I know they had live drafts and all. Have you ever participated in a live draft like oh, in person? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. yeah. That's my bread and butter. I How love do you it. sell people on doing that that are kind of like, I don't know, like, oh, well, I've never done it before. So like, like <laughs> well, first, you got to find your people. You got to find a league of people that you just want to genuinely be around. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm, a, I'm not like judgy do a six-person league if you have to it doesn't matter like just get your friends together the people that you want to sit around with on Sundays and watch the games with that's the people you want to be in a league with you know what I mean and so yeah I have done live drafts with my home league and it is the most fun I mean it's an excuse to set the whole day aside you know what I mean everybody gets their babysitters we get good food we just sit around drink beer make fun of each other's picks so it's it's so much fun. It's nice to just because I feel like especially after COVID, I don't I don't know if you would agree, but I feel like people kind of got so comfy in their space. You know what I mean? As much as we all mm -hmm. want to go out and do things at the end of the day, it's so easy to just not and yeah. stay in. Yeah. And so I feel like that for me is like a nice I don't know. It's 11 people that I'm never going to see all 11 together usually. Yes. Right? right. And so it's a big day and it's I might see two or three of them, you know, once a month, twice a month, but all of us in one place, it doesn't happen often. So we definitely look forward to it every year. And with that league, what are, what kind of league is it? Is it PPR standard? What are the, like, what are some of the it, settings with it? Yeah. Every year we have evolved pretty much. Um, it started off just a basic redraft league, nothing fancy, nothing special. Then we changed it to a keeper league. Now we have two keepers. We do, um, we had done half PPR, and then, yeah, I don't know. We change it up a little bit every year. And then that commissioner is just like one of our good friends. He always makes like a big video that's like making fun of some movie. You know what I mean? Um, and like one year it was the scene from, uh, is it Die Hard where he's like crawling in oh, the, yeah. the air vent? <laughs> yeah. So he like, he made fun of that. Like he was in the air vent telling us, you know, where we're drafting and when it's going to be and all that stuff. And So it's like, it's a good league. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones where like, Everyone's doing their punishments. Everyone's silly. We trash talk. The chat's always going. So it's just, it's easy to do live drafts when everyone gets along and you want to hang out, you know, but to me, that's mm -hmm. the, that's the way it should be. Like, I love my Twitter leagues. I love my leagues where people I don't know, but it's just not the same as a live draft and being in person and somebody picking and everyone in the room going, Ooh, no, you know, like, <laughs> why'd you do that? Didn't you hear he got hurt last week? Like, so that's the fun stuff. Did you have any hiccups or anything at the beginning when you first started doing live drafts or has everything been pretty smooth sailing? Yeah, um, we we had a little bit of trouble in that league because we were doing keepers and we had originally been on ESPN and you can't do the keeper draft that same way. Like it would it would automatically throw them as your first pick. And we, the way we do it is you the it was the round they were drafted the year prior. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. slot. And so then we, that commissioner ended up getting this, this software. It was fine for what it was that we would use to draft, but we finally got everyone to agree and switch to sleeper this year, which has been like a godsend. Cause it's like, that's where all my other leagues were anyways, you know what yeah. I mean? They'd all migrated there. So now it's like super easy. And um, yeah, I would say the biggest hiccup was probably that just like keeper stuff, you know, but we have like a little discord now. Cause we would have trouble like, text chats 12 people I think wouldn't fit in a in a text chat and so we'd have limits and so we'd like how do we do this but now we have a discord channel just for our league that we kind of all talk in and we kind of have you know things from the years past you can see who won and everything and then we are all on sleeper now so 
I like that. Uh, uh, the whole Discord thing, I know it's becoming a big thing with all my mm-hmm. leagues where everybody's kind of moving over to that, that as their chat mm-hmm. platform. So great tip there. Uh, you brought up keeper leagues. So mm-hmm. what kind of leagues are you in? Are you in Dynasty as well? Or do you like to play certain type of league more than others? Yeah, I had in in COVID and during Twitter times, I definitely overindulged in leagues, <laughs> which I think a lot of people that I'm talking yep. to are kind of feeling that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right? <they did. laughs> Raise your hand if you were victimized by right. joining too many leagues. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's to the point where I was like, let me just try some things, you know. So I'm in a couple dynasty, but it, I don't feel comfy in dynasty. Like I'm I'm very um like trigger shy on making trades. And I know that's such a big part of it, but I'm like, I just get so nervous because I'm like, oh, this is such a big move. And like, do I really want to do this? And it's, you know, it's such a big deal. And so my bread and butter is redraft with keeper because I feel like you get to dip your toes into what dynasty is a little bit because you're thinking about, okay, when were they drafted and are are they valuable? Do I want to keep them next year? You have that aspect, but it's not like so daunting. You know what I mean? You can still decide, oh, I don't want to keep anyone and just do redraft it if you don't have anyone on your roster that you really want to keep, you know? I know that. Like, I'm sure people are like, you're going to make this into a keeper, you know, pro keeper, like keeper, 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 because I swear I talk about it all the time on here. It's but so I feel fun, like it's, but yeah. And I feel like maybe it's just the content that I'm ingesting, but like maybe. the stuff that I'm taking in, I'm not seeing as much keeper stuff as, you know, as I see dynasty stuff or redraft stuff. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. I don't see, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't see much about keeper leagues at all, but that to me is the best. Like, are you in, are you in everything pretty much? Like you have a little bit of everything. I'm not in any more keeper leagues. One of the first leagues I was in was a keeper league, but it was with Mm -hmm. a bunch of random people. And after, you know, winning it once, I was like, (laughs) okay. And then after winning it twice, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, it was just like, (laughs) okay. And and then I haven't ever found a league. I don't like to commission leagues. So I haven't ever Mm -hmm. found a league that's been, you know, a keeper league that I can. Mm -hmm. But I like them. Well, so. if you move to Louisiana, we'll make a spot. We'll make it happen. All right. <laughs> uh, that would. I mean, I do. Never mind. We're not going to get into it. I live in Texas, and let's just say, uh, yeah, moving sounds fun sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so back to leagues and and settings and all of that stuff. You're a commission. You're the commissioner of that league, right? No, not of that one. Okay. No, I've actually, I actually, what slowly kind of taken myself out of being a commissioner for some because I had some leagues where I was just it takes a lot of energy like you're saying you don't want to commission mm-hmm. like I, there were some leagues where it was constantly having to go look on Sunday mornings or everyone's lineup set do I need to remind people you know what I mean like yeah and that's not fun it took the fun out of it it felt like a job and I also am not like like I said I'm kind of introverted I don't want to be texting somebody Sunday morning saying hey go set your lineup hey you need to yeah. do this and bug them like that wasn't comfortable for me to be assertive and doing all that so I slowly got out of that and yeah I if I don't commission things I'm comfy I don't I don't need to be doing all that it was fun while it lasted and I I loved it but the the dirty side of it I didn't like you know Right. Oh, no, I totally get that. I commissioned my home league, but it's like the basic of the most basic, like yeah, a little step up maybe, but it's still pretty easy to to manage mm-hmm. and just put the default settings on and go, you know, write it out. Yep. So you said that you kind of, with COVID, you know, kind of overindulged in getting in leagues. And Do you know how many leagues exactly you're in? I know some people like to like brag about mm, it, but I'm not no, one of those people. <laughs> I am not one of those people either. My husband asks me all the time and I'm like, you don't need to know. 
You yeah. don't need to know. But it's I I left two the, in the last two weeks, and it hurt me because that's the first time I've ever left leagues. Like I've never left them before, mm-hmm. and I just again like I didn't feel comfortable doing it. I felt terrible, and I was like, how do I even leave a league? But it was it was formats that I just wasn't comfortable in, or I just felt like I was doing them a disservice because either I wasn't active enough, you know what I mean? And so I made sure that I didn't like leave a team in shambles or do anything crazy, but I was like, I just got to cut back. So I, I cut back two. I don't know what my total number is, but I cut back on two. <laughs> well, well, I like the fact that you brought up leaving leagues and things like I've brought that up a few times. People have brought that up on the show and we've kind of talked about that because it, I do feel like you do going into it. Like I don't want to, it's awkward to kind of mm-hmm. leave, leave, leave a league or whatever, but also at the same time, like you said, if it's something that you're not into, then why force yourself basically yeah. to be in something like that? So for people that are like trying to find the right leagues for them, mm-hmm. what, what kind of advice, I guess, again, with the advice, but what maybe like suggestions for making sure that you get in a league that, you know, you don't get in over your head or anything like that? Yeah, for me, it was kind of like, it was like, there's sometimes I would kind of get sucked in because I like the people in the league, right? right. Like I want to yeah. be in a league with these people <laughs> and I love them and I love interacting with them. And, but it was like, oh, it's Dynasty and IDP and I don't really know these formats. And, and it was kind of like I was hesitant even before I got in, but I'm like, no, you know what? Let's do it. And so I tried my best. And like I said, I didn't leave any leagues in shambles and I didn't go right. throw away all my trade picks and everything. <laughs> and I didn't like get inactive and just let it fall apart. But I wanted to make sure that like I gave them the whole off season too, to kind of figure that out. But, but yeah, my thing would just be like, if you're starting, if you're trying a new format, just do one, you know what I mean? Like yeah. one new format. If Don't do like, Oh, I want to try dynasty and join four dynasty leagues. Cause <laughs> if you don't like it, then now you have four that you're kind of, you know, stuck with. So yeah, that's, that's probably what my advice would be like dip your toes in, try something new or do like what my home league does. And if you want like to try something new, say, Hey guys, does the whole league want to shift and do a little something different? You know what I mean? We already have the people. We already know we like each other. Do we want to try it out for a year and go half PPR or whatever and put it to a vote? You know what I mean? You just said so many good things right there with the, the putting a vote to it, you know, suggesting mm-hmm. things is always a way to, you know, make, make your league feel a little bit, more like your league, you know? Mm-hmm. And I liked, you know, that you brought up when you left, like you gave, you said, I'm thinking I'm not leaving them in shambles. I'm mm-hmm. making sure that they have the off season to find somebody and all that. And, and that's, you know, that's the perfect way I would say about going about something like that is to make sure that like, you don't do anything that you wouldn't do. <laughs> you know, you don't want to, you don't want to mess around with your, your trades and all that stuff. Yeah. You don't like give away yeah. picks and do all that. Nah. Don't do that, but you don't yeah. want to do it the week before, like, oops, sorry guys, oops, sorry Bye. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't. Okay, so you also had brought up your husband. You brought up your daughter. Mm-hmm. How do they feel about you being immersed in this fantasy football space? Um, he's not really on social media, so he's like, that's cool, I guess, as long as you're having a good time, <laughs> you know. And uh, our daughter, like I said, she came to a Saints game and she'll watch the games with us and stuff. But she's like, I mean, she's kind of over it, like. The other day I told her, I was like, this was before this weekend. I was like, there's only three football games left. I was like, I I can't believe it. And she's like, good. And she was like putting her hands (laughs) up like, yes, only three left. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, that's sad for me. And she's like, no. Like, she's like, they're so boring. But she's kind of at that point where like she understands what a touchdown is. But there's so many tiny things that 
it's just not going to hold her attention as much, you know? So yeah. she might end up liking it later, but she likes to root against the teams that I'm rooting for. <laughs> she finds that to be a lot of fun. So she's always rooting for the Bucks, And I'm like, why? Why would you do this to me? Why would you do this, do this to me? <laughs> well, what does she think about the Crocs and socks combo that you've got going oh, on right Lord. now? Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know that mom's being doing silly stuff like that, but she doesn't care. I mean, we have Crocs in the house. My husband has the ugliest bright blue pair of Crocs because they were like the cheapest ones on Amazon. Bright blue. And so, yeah, we, we definitely have a couple pairs of Crocs in the house. So I know that people might be listening to this way in the future. So th this is a nice refresher. But why exactly are you wearing Crocs and socks? And what's the time? Yes. So <laughs> two weeks ago, I said, um, two weeks ago, I had said, if the 49ers lose, I'm going to only breathe through my mouth or something silly like that. And they won. So I'm like, haha. And then last <laughs> week, I'm like, if the 49ers lose, I'm going to wear Crocs with socks for 49 days. And they lost. So, yeah, that's how that happened. I was so confident, too. Like, I yeah. really would love to know. And who knows? But, like, how would the game have gone if he didn't get hurt? If Purdy didn't get hurt? Might not have. It still might have been a loss, but I would have liked to see it. You know what I mean? I feel like there was so much hype and he had such a great season. And the narrative for me was why I was all in. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy who probably would have never seen the field is undefeated. Like, look at this. And so, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that he got hurt. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, me too. But all, I know that I would also be going, oh, man, now I'm going to have to wear Crocs and socks. But <laughs> I don't know if that shot in your head at any moment of that game. Yeah. But, um, but that's awesome to see. And again, with the social media and, and posting on Twitter and being able to see your journey, if you want to call it that, every day. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate the content that you put out. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome that you actually s stuck to it too, mm -hmm. because I know a lot of people would be like, nah, 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 you know, a joke. or delete. <laughs> <You know? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter is where I hang out too. I know that there are lots of different social media pockets of people that are involved in fantasy sports. Um, but do you go on other um, platforms as well? Or is Twitter your main base? Or how is that? Um, yeah, Twitter's kind of my main base. Honestly, like, I go on TikTok. I don't really do a lot of TikToks. Every now and then I do. I had a, a time where I probably did some more than others. But for the most part, it's just tweets. It's just so easy. Like as, a, as when you talk about like content, it's so easy to just boop, 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 text something real quick and send it out to the world. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to really, I don't know, think about it too much. It's just silly stuff, throw it out there and let it go. Or like, see, everybody else is so funny and, and fun to interact with. And you just go scroll real quick and see what they're doing, you know? Yeah. That's no, kind of where my, that's my hub, I guess. <laughs> your hub. That's what we, well, I want to hear more about petite pods and the aspect mm. of the, the whole story behind that, because that's brilliant. Awesome content mm -hmm. as well. So can you go ahead and let everybody that's listening know a little more about that? Yeah. So I haven't done them in a while, but I, I need to get back into it. But basically I was, so we talk about consuming and it's, it's hard to consume a lot of podcasts. You know what I mean? I was, it was like, I was trying to support my friends and they had all these things coming out all the time and I'm a mom and I work and I'm like, this is a lot to take in. And so I thought like the opposite of that, like the antithesis would be like this short little quick, boop, this is a podcast, you know? And so I was like, I'm going to make one that's literally going to be hopefully under a minute, just a quick podcast. But then to make it fun for myself, I would send the way that I do it is I send questions to someone and they record their answers and send it to me. 
but I don't necessarily use those questions in the video. <laughs> like I'll kind of like make puzzle pieces and sometimes I'll try to make it sound like they said something they didn't like fun, you know, nothing crazy, right. but just kind of like a little puzzle piece of like, here's four or five questions. And then when they give me the answers back, sometimes I'll kind of like snip it or crop it or make it something else, you know? So did it just come to you in the middle of the night one night? Like what was the, the yeah. whole process? We don't, I don't know. There? I remember just kind of like, like I said, I was just always trying to consume everyone's content. It was so much. And I'm like, it, it was a lot. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't make, you know, I can't talk for an hour, even though you're, you're doing great. Cause I'm talking right now. <laughs> and so you're asking good questions, but like, for me, I'm like, I don't know if I could steer something for an hour. And so I just kind of messaged a couple people, like right at the start, like Dave Kluge and Mike daddy's home and like, and uh, Jeff Greenwood. And I'm like, Hey guys, I have this stupid idea. It's going to be the shortest podcast ever. Can I just send you a couple questions? And whenever, like, there's no time frame. you can send it to me in a month. I don't care. Just send me your answers. You know, and they're like, sure, whatever. And so it kind of started from that. And I've noticed with myself, I have a habit of like, I get really into something and then I kind of just like, I satiate that, that excitement. And then I kind of fall off. So like I did them for a while and then I kind of fell away. And so I need to get back into it because it was also fun because it got me to reach out to people that maybe I never would have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of connect to people that I might have been nervous to DM and say, hey, how are you or whatever. And so it was nice to kind of just reach out to people and get out of my comfort zone a little too and do that. Yeah, the, the reaching out to people part, I, I feel you on that. Like. Mm -hmm. Me plus like, you know, Saturday night with a couple of you know, ciders and me, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're like, hey, do you want to come on my pod? Uh, <laughs> so fantasy football, have you played any other fantasy sports besides fantasy football? Or is that the no, one? no, that's no. my only one. And like, I don't even do the betting aspect for so long in Louisiana. That's been like, I can't do underdog. And to me, that looks like so much fun. I always send the gif of like, there's a, a gif of Conan just kind of looking through a window and anytime people like post stuff about underdog or like how they're doing, I just send that like, Oh, I'm looking in like, that looks like fun. You know, I wish I could, but, um, but yeah, so it's really just fantasy football. Yeah. And that's all right. All the other, I'm trying to get more people in the other fantasy sports space to come oh, really? on the show as well, just because I think it'd be interesting to see how others yeah. think outside of just the fantasy football world so yeah so i like to ask that question because a lot of the times people are like yeah i played fantasy baseball for a little bit but it too, takes too long or whatever and that's usually yeah. the biggest complaint is that your whatever. only one too is football yeah, i used to play baseball but i give you the same answer i don't have enough time so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting too because i wonder like i'm sure the communities are similar like there's probably right. some little fantasy baseball place out there you know having a good time on twitter yeah but yeah so I'd, I'd like to see a little overlap. I know a lot of people like to do both, put out content for like multiple sports. So that's pretty dope mm -hmm. as well. But fun. You brought up fun. I bring, I'm bringing up fun. Fun. Mm -hmm. What do you like to do for fun? What are you, I mean, you're a fun person. So I'm sure there's lots of fun things yeah. that you can Um, Man, you know, like I feel like free time just slips away now, especially now that I get older. Like I keep saying like I love to read, but like I don't know the last time that I've sat down and just read for hours on end or like um I used to go play golf and I'm like I don't know the last time that I've played golf you know what I mean like so there's little things that I definitely little hobbies that I enjoy but um I guess just being a mom and just trying to keep a social life and also you know keep her active like now our weekends are birthday parties and things like that you know what I mean so taking yeah. her to a museum whatever so uh it's not quite the same but yeah fun I mean 
I am obsessed with um, The Last of Us. Like we, when I get into a show, have you watched that yet on HBO? No, we just found out we have HBO. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, dive in. It's so like, good. Okay. It used to be a video game and my husband would play it. I never actually played it, but I watched him play it because it was a good story. And then, yeah, we've been for you. Our dog's named after one of the characters. Like that's how good of a story it is. And it's, it's really good. So yeah, that's right now. My mm -hmm. hobby is the last of us. That's my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it sounds like something wor worth checking out because we need yes. a new show. So all it's, right. <laughs> it's really good. You're going to cry. I cried like at least oh, two no. or three times already, but in like a good way. It's like the most cathartic, like just, okay. it's a, it's a zombie show. Sorry, listeners, if you don't care, it's a zombie <laughs> show, but, well. it's, but it's mostly about like humanity. It's really good. It's really good. Okay. Well, yeah. I think you sold me. I'll check it yeah. out. <laughs> 10, out of, 10 out of 10, especially if you have HBO and you didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. Yeah. And uh, I think, yeah, my wife went and called about our internet because it sucks. And then they were like, Hey, did you know that you have HBO? And we're like, what? Selena and Chef <laughs> is on there. You got to watch that. Okay. Adventure Time. Okay. All on there. So many good Oh, shows. Adventure Time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I know that you probably talk about this all the time when you go on podcast about the milk cereal. Oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, everybody talks to you about that. I don't know. But I do, I want to know what cereal is your go-to cereal. Oh, that changes. That changes. What's funny is that was the same thing like with Petite Pods. For a little while, it was like so fun to trigger pe people and make like videos <laughs> and talk about football while doing something like really grotesque, like sticking my socks in a bathtub first that I was just like, oh, that was fun, but it fizzled out. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Cereal such just a good comfort food. You know what I mean? Like yeah. back in the day, I can remember when we were younger, like we didn't have a ton of money. So like to have the fancy cereals, like the sugary ones was like a treat. And so now I'm like, oh, we're balling. We got Fruit Loops in the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got everything. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like a good Fruity Pebble. That's a, that, like oh, the man. classic Fruity Pebbles. That's yeah. a good one. Well, I'm a big cereal fan but without milk i don't know but, but oh you go crunchy you just go dry just cereal? dry cereal most of the time every now and then i'll do milk but like we don't even really keep milk in the house so, like, so what, what kind do you eat what are you snacking on yeah i like to snack on oh, oh you know like cinnamon toast crunch and yeah uh, that's a good one yeah uh lucky charms because my wife likes that so i'll eat that um i like corn i mean it doesn't matter corn pops like whatever I, i'm yeah. just a big and yeah, cereal is, it, but Fruity Pebbles are my all-time, like, go-to. Like, mm -hmm. that's delicious. So. They are. And that's why I go, <laughs> but that's why milk first is so important, because you would agree, I would think, because you like it crunchy. Yeah. If you don't go milk first, it gets so soggy so fast. <laughs> I hate you soggy know? cereal, yeah, though. Yeah, me but, too. Me like, too. Like, I don't know. It just feels awkward or whatever, putting it in. <laughs> you get your but, big bowl you of know? milk, and you sprinkle a little cereal, eat it. Okay. Sprinkle a little cereal, eat it. So it's always crunchy. <sighs> I mean, I'm already just eating it straight out of the box, so I yeah. might as well just. Yeah, throw you're skipping it in the steps. Cereal. You're like, I got this. <laughs> Who needs a middleman? Oh, I don't need one. I don't need one. Uh, <laughs> what kind of milk is, is there? Is it? Uh, just regular. Just regular, regular milk. milk. Yeah, no, and coffee, thing. I like oat milk. But <laughs> oh, okay. But milk, yeah, just regular milk. Regular milk for cereal. We're getting the hard-hitting questions here. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of milk do you like? Regular old cow's milk. <laughs> so okay saints fan i want to know mm -hmm. do you have a favorite player of all time that you can Ooh, good question a couple mm. of players if you like can't tear, mm. tear them apart mm. i am such a flip-flopper my <laughs> okay. like i mean if you even f have followed me for a year you've probably seen me flip-flop a couple times with my favorite players because 
like I, I feed into narratives. I get in like this hopeful phase of people. As far as Saints players, I really loved Ben Watson. He's like a good guy when he was mm. on, a, on the team. I love Cam Jordan. Um, I love when it's like a good player, but they're also just a good dude. You know what I mean? Like good yeah. person. Um, so yeah, for Saints players, um, I don't know why that's who stands out to me. Cam Jordan. Love Cam Jordan. Um, but yeah, as far as like fantasy though, it changes. It was Cole Komet. Then it was AJ Dillon. It just it changes <laughs> all the time. That, well, I mean, I feel the same way about players too. I'll get, I would mm. be like, Joyke Bell's my dude. And I'm like, <laughs> why is Joyke Bell my dude back, you know, whenever it's so like. <sighs> it's nice to like, it's nice to have like, I don't know, someone to root for and just be silly, mm-hmm. like all, like all in, you know what I mean? Like, even if I, even if I'm not all in necessarily on a player, like the second I kind of proclaim that I am psychologically I'm like you know what no I am all in like I am all in on them you know it's just like it's fun to kind of just announce it because then you start to root for them and you get real hopeful and to me that's the fun of like the sport is just rooting for someone even when their team sucks even when something doesn't look good you know what I mean you just want them to win and do well so that I, that's my fun stuff I like to pick somebody and I know we were talking about the reason why you have to wear Crocs and socks which mm-hmm. involves watching football how do you watch football? Do you watch all the games? You watch some of the games or do you watch pieces or nothing at all? How, yeah, how? we don't have, like, I wish I just can't stomach paying for like the, whatever it is with all the games on at the same time. We don't right, have that. Do we that have, either. yeah, we don't even have, <laughs> we don't even have cable. Like we just have a um, HD antenna. Okay. And um, this season we got Hulu because our front porch got struck with lightning and it ruined our antenna and ruined all these other things. So we got Hulu for this season but um, we got all that fixed, so we're just going to go straight back to antenna. So, yeah, it's just whatever the good old antenna will give us, you know. There you so go. A lot, of, a lot of Saints games, a lot of down south Panthers will be on, stuff like that. So do that. But then I'll, I do, I will say, I do like to, if I, we don't catch a game or if it's not something that I can watch, I'll go on, like, Sleeper or whatever app and just kind of, like, watch the plays and see how it's going. Because I want to know, because I feel like, you miss so much not seeing like the play by play. Cause you can see a score, but you don't realize what actually went down or how it happened, you know? Yeah. So sometimes exactly. I'll just kind of like take a peek at the plays and see how it's going. Are you a fantasy football score watcher or do you wait? Mm. No, I sweat it out. I check <laughs> constantly. I check constantly. Like if, if we're like, say we're out somewhere and I'm not able to watch a game because we're at like, you know, I don't know, a birthday party or doing something like I am. Anytime there's a silent moment, I'm taking it out real quick and taking a peek, you know, seeing how everybody's doing. Do you uh, when you put out content, I'm going to go back to the content stuff mm-hmm. real quick. Is there anything that you would like to put content out about that you've not put out, not fantasy football related, but something like maybe that you enjoy doing that you would maybe in the future dip your toes into? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I would have to think about that. Like things have changed. I feel like kind of like I said earlier, I have this tendency to get like interested in new hobbies and kind of chase that a little bit. Like I kind of chased the whole NFT hobby for a little while and like just whatever is out there and interesting. I'll get sucked into shows, whatever it is. So I'm sure it'll change. Yeah. Just depending on what the hobbies are and what new stuff is kind of like captivating, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't like predict. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my, I 
say this as I look over in the corner and there's a stack of stuff that I, when I was reselling stuff, like mm-hmm. I've got all this stuff that like, I don't want to list because I'm like, I don't want to take pictures. In this stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> so like, I totally do that. I'm surprised that this podcast has made it this far. But <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, there you go. That's your thing. Right you're, you're constant. Yeah. Keep it going. Gotta keep it constant. Um, okay. Trash talk. Um, oh yes. I, I, I know this is like, we, we talked about it earlier, but like on a scale of one to 10, like how is your trash talk game? Well, I, on enjoyment, it's a 10. <laughs> love it. I, I love it as far as how much fun it is. Um, I don't get too dirty or personal. I just love to talk trash, especially like to me, it's a love language. That's what I like say <laughs> whenever like I've done it like with Linda and people and I'm like, just so you know, this is my love language. This is how you know I really like you because I'm talking trash with you, you know? And so I really, truly enjoy it because it's like, it's just fun. I don't know. But I found my curse is like the second I start to talk trash, I start losing against that person. Oh, no. So like when I went public and like did this big video talking trash with Linda, she beat me the next time we played each other. When I was in (laughs) the sleeper bowl last year, I was undefeated, made this big video, talk trash to all these analysts. And then I just started losing. I'm like, Oh my God. And then in my home league made a video in the off season, talking trash to everybody about how we don't do punishments. And then I lost and had to do the punishment. So I'm like, it's, it's my curse, I guess. Like I enjoy (laughs) it, but it literally punishes me every time I do it. So. Well, I was going to ask if you had any like, tricks for people or tips for people when it came to trash talking but I guess it's maybe don't <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah it's one of those things that it's like I don't know it's almost I don't know it's fun because even when I was losing in my home league I still talked trash because it was like I literally could only punch up like I, I was doing so bad that it was probably the most vocal I ever was because I'm like what are you going to do? I'm already in last place. Like I'm going to make fun of myself. You know what I mean? And that's the thing too. I do believe if you're going to talk trash one, you have to be able to take it. And two, you have to be able to make fun of yourself because I've seen people that like only talk trash whenever they win Eli Apple. And like when they're up, you know what I mean? And that's just a dirty look. Like don't only do it when you're up. Also do it when you're down. So yeah, I don't know. Good advice. Yeah. That's my thought. That's your thought. Well, you know, Cooter Doodle, Amanda, it's been a blast having you on the show, like getting to know you, like not actually have, you know, been able to sit down and have a chat with you Mm -hmm. until now. It's it's been real cool getting to know you. Go ahead and let everybody know again where they can find you and what kind of content you got out there. Yeah, pretty much just follow me at Cooter Doodle on Twitter and make sure you follow um, at MB Fantasy Life and subscribe to the Fantasy Life newsletter. Boom, just like that. Yes, everybody make sure you go follow Cooter and make sure that you follow the podcast at getreal underscore pod and make sure to come back next week for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem and remember to stay rad.